Hello. Welcome to Round Trip. Yay. I'm Kim. Summer <laughs> day. Yay. And this is Round Trip. Renee, it's so good to see you. I know it is. How have you been? <laughs> I've been good. I've been good. Awesome. For our listeners who don't know, Renee and I don't live in the same city. We don't. Although we do travel together a lot, we, we live on different sides of the world. It yes. feels like you're so far away. Yes. I've become a West Coast girl for <laughs> some reason. We forgive you. <laughs> we forgive you. And I, as an East Coast girl, yeah. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm so East Coast, deep down. No, I think you're turning a little west. No. <laughs> Take that back. Never. <laughs> Never. Take it back. But like I said, we're really happy to be here together recording our podcast and talking with you, our loyal four listeners, about... I think we have five. Five. Oh, yeah. I think, I think your mom said she was going to listen. Yes. That's awesome. I think we have five. Um, <laughs> just talking about travel and all the awesome things associated with. Yes. So for today's podcast, what should we talk about, Renee? Um, I think we're going to talk about uh, natural wonders or just wonders of the world, in other words. Oh, that's yes. a great topic. Wonders of the world. Yes. There are many, many, many out there. There are many, 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 many out there. <laughs> And so there's several lists, right? There's like the seven natural wonders of the world, the seven modern wonders of the world, there's the seven ancient wonders of the world. There's like 50 great wonders of the world. I saw that the other day. Oh, wow. Which I think they took the seven wonders and then several natural and then added a whole bunch of other other ones. And Kimberly's seven wonders Mm -hmm. of the world and Renee's other probably two (laughs) I should add to the list. (laughs) So there seem to be all types of lists, but let's talk about, let's talk about the seven new wonders of the world. So this list was chosen by some organization somewhere decided they wanted to do a poll and ask the public what they thought the seven new wonders of the world should be. Hey public, what do you think? And the public said, (laughs) (laughs) and basically what they came up with were the Great Wall of China. The Colosseum in Rome, Pyramid at Chichen Itza, mm-hmm. Machu Picchu, yes. Christ Redeemer in Brazil, Taj Mahal in India, and Petra, Petra in Jordan. So what do you think about those, those particular seven wonders? Um, I think they're awesome. <laughs> Um, I think it's cool that we went to or been to what, at least a couple of them on the list, which we I think is pretty nice. We have. That we've managed to hit those up and check those off the bucket list. So that's actually pretty neat. And actually, right. Because um, didn't someone from the travel squad just came from Brazil? Isn't that Christ, Christ Redeemer's yes. Brazil, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, yes, we visited the Coliseum in 2010. Yes. What were your thoughts on the Coliseum of Rome? It was magnificent. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Um, it was grand. It was old. It was all the things I like. Old and grand. I think those, I should, are, those are two good things. Yes. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Um, and I like that we got a chance to actually go in and tour the inside and get to see everything. Um, which was actually pretty neat. Um, I was just outside of just hanging out outside and looking at it, which I would have been totally fine with, by the way. <laughs> well, but, so it was really funny. We got there the day we were touring in Rome and we were walking along and we were playing and frolicking in the, in the forum yes. and taking pictures and, you know, just being silly. 
And we get to the Coliseum and the gentleman is closing the gate ever so slowly. And we're like, oh my gosh, sir, wait, wait, wait. We, um, you know, we're American tourists and we still want to go inside the Roman Coliseum. Would you let us in? And he was like, nah. <laughs> and continued to close the gate. Like, he was not <laughs> he was feeling like, it. Yeah, good luck with that. And, and we're like, oh, we, you know, the people are still in there. People are still, you know, we'll, we'll be the last group. We're, we're, we'll be okay. We're like, you know, it's okay. And he was like, no. No. <laughs> So that sucked. But the next day we went back and had a glorious time exploring and learning about the Coliseum. So one of the things that we learned that I did not, I had no idea of is that the Coliseum was sometimes used for, to reenact sea battles. Yes. So they would fill it with water and have ships in there and reenact sea battles, which I think was probably pretty awesome. It took a butt ton of water, first of all. Right, right. How awesome would it have been to see um, Russell Crowe like swimming around <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the waters of the Coliseum? They should have added that to the movie. They I don't know why they did better than a day in the life of a gladiator. Right? <laughs> Is this not what you wanted? Are you not entertained? I think that would have been an excellent addition to that movie. Well, so yeah, Coliseum was awesome. Right, right. And so I was lucky enough to go to the Great Wall of China. Which was super, 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 super exciting. The what time of year did you go? We went in June. Okay. So the weather was actually really nice. Okay. You know, I think I had maybe a light jacket on just because you know I didn't I didn't know, but I didn't need it. I think I okay I was wearing it. I think it was hot. Um, I believe I did have on a tank top um, when we actually got up. Is it humid? Or is yeah, it kind it's, of it's, okay. it's kind of humid. The, it's kind of humid. And in the city, well, so we went to Beijing. We were in Beijing and we did a private tour to the wall and a couple of sites. Okay. And the weather in Beijing was very hot, very humid. And with the pollution kind of sitting on top of it, you know, it was a very uncomfortable yeah. <laughs> situation. Yeah. But once we got to the Great Wall, it was much clearer. The okay. sky was much, much clearer. So the portion of the wall that I went to was Mutanayu. Mm-hmm. That sounds right. And that was about, I think, maybe two hours from Beijing. It was not the most touristy section of the wall, which is actually why we chose it. It was less crowded and had some better architecture than the touristy part, which is Badaling. So I think, and I think Badaling is the, the portion of the wall where once you climb it, you can... Um, you know, what, what, uh, when you hold on to the thing zip in the sky, line. zip line, thank you. Can you. Line you can zip line wall? down. Oh my God. Right. <laughs> wow. So the portion of the wall we went to had a toboggan. So basically you got in this little sled thing and there was a track and it was like an Olympic, you know, luge <laughs> is what it kind of reminded me of, but you're sitting up, you weren't laying down. Okay. And then you had a little break and you know, this, this is the, the mountain It's a mountain. It is a mountain. It is a steep mountain, <laughs> but the toboggan is curving. It's a serpentine pattern. You know, it's not, okay. you know, it's going so straight, not going down. straight down. Okay. So you're, you know, you're having to go around curves and it took, you know. Is it you by yourself or is other yes. people in the toboggan? You're in the sled, the little thing by yourself. Okay. I think, I feel like the people in front of me, it was a guy and a child and maybe, so they were in the sled together. Okay. Um, but not in your sled. Right. And my sled was just me because gotcha. I was, I was um, tailing them pretty good. So there's also cable cars there. So if you don't want to walk up, the, walk up, you can cool. ride yeah. a little cable car. But the entrance to the wall is at a pretty high elevation too. Okay. So, you know, you're already pretty high once you actually get to the ridge where you can actually see the Great Wall. 
So, so getting there, uh-huh. did you guys like take a bus over or? You so did? yeah, we did okay. a private tour, and okay. so we were in a little minivan, okay. and the little minivan. You know, I think we we stopped at like a jade factory or something before and some other stuff. And then we drove out to the wall and the we stopped and had dinner or lunch at a little restaurant right outside the wall's um, entrance, entrance area okay. and then walked up the rest of the okay. way. And okay. so it, you know, it wasn't hard to get to, you know, was, we kind of just drove through like neighborhoods and town, you know, mm. town area, <laughs> rural China, I guess is what that was. I don't know. But no, it was a nice area. Like there wasn't, you know, it was very nice. It was easy. It was easy getting there. Okay. There was no difficulty. But so the actual wall was amazing. So, you know, a note for those who might want to visit the Great Wall of China, uh, get your squats in, like get your quads ready, (laughs) stretch them out. You know, don't, don't let your hammies get too tight. (laughs) Stretch. You know, your glutes are going to, going to feel a little burn. Because the stairs are out of control. A little Pilates and yoga. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so most of the staircases like lean to the side and the stairs are either like short and fat or wide. Like there, there's just no there's rhyme no method, method to the madness. In other and it's, you know, I mean, it's been there for, you know, however many centuries and it's shifted a bit. Right. Can imagine. Although this portion of the wall is very um, well restored. I mean, it looks really good. The, I think it's one of the longest and best restored areas of the wall, although it is it does have the least amount of crowds. How long is the wall? How long is the wall total? I believe, and I don't know that that's ex- all existing, but I think was intended to be thirteen thousand miles. So it is man-made. Yes. Okay. okay. Yes. Um, I don't believe the Martians particularly had any gotcha. say in this wall. <laughs> Although there is some question about their involvement in the pyramids. Gotcha. So, you know, did the Egyptians have the ingenuity to build it? Ah. Or was it, you know, the aliens that live in a galaxy far, far away? I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah. You know, it's a question that, that has not been answered yet. By science. Mysteries of science and time. Mysteries of science. <laughs> so, <laughs> needless to say, um, it was an amazing tour. It was a great day. Um, you know, there's all these watchtowers on the wall. Mm-hmm. So you walk in and out of them as you're walking from section to section to section. Mm-hmm. And I think there's maybe like, maybe a little, a little under two miles of wall there for you to traverse. Just traverse. Okay. And the scenery is beautiful. It's like a lot of trees. It was just green and lush and Sounds pretty. beautiful. And it was, you know, it was something I definitely, a portion of the wall I would definitely recommend going to. Okay. I enjoyed it so much. I would go to another portion of the wall. Oh, nice. Like I would do it again because it was really cool. Sweet. It was really, really cool. Something I definitely recommend. Hello. And I felt like I had a connection Good with the world wall. and the, the Greater depths of, right. of the and, world and man, <laughs> ancient man, I connected with him. It's all about a connection. Connecting with ancient man <laughs> is ultimately what it's all about. <laughs> that is my purpose. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> How okay. long was the tour? A couple hours? Or? I think the tour was several hours. Um, I was so caught up. I don't remember. I, mean, I was I was caught up. I was like touching the wall and walking through the the watchtowers and looking out into the distance. You were some walls. I was. I was. I think I might have. I think I might have made a wall uncomfortable. <laughs> we apologize to the Great Wall of China. 
with my, for Kimberly's inappropriateness. <laughs> I was so excited. I just, I, there was nothing else I could do. I apologize for that. It was so amazing that I just had to lay myself against it. And <laughs> embrace its wonder. We apologize, Great Wall. <laughs> oh, I think it liked it. So I think it's okay. I think I think the wall enjoyed it as much. This as is I why they want Americans in China. <laughs> for this, this reason, this is why they followed me around. Right. <laughs> It's always one. It wasn't because I was interesting to them. It was because I was doing weird things. It's always one. But you know something really funny about China? Like, so there were there were a lot of signs in English. Surprisingly, interesting. yeah, interesting. But a lot of them were wrong. So, for example, we went to a uh, business. We visited a business, and they had uh, the ladies and men's restrooms. And the ladies' restroom said "famali" <laughs> instead of "female." Oh, wow. It was so close, but just so not just right. Off. And then off. some somewhere else we visited had a sign that said, please do not scurry along the wall. Scurry. And I think it was saying don't climb the wall, right. but just the translation was a little I off. I prefer to scamper, but, you know, to each his own. <laughs> to each his own. I think it knew, like, it knew right. I wanted to scurry, so it was, it was probably the right. like a scurrier. It was probably like the right scurrier. idea for me. But, um, but yeah, it was an amazing experience. I definitely... Um, I definitely think um, if you get a chance to go, you should not miss that. My trip actually did not include Beijing and the Great Wall, but I was like, I can't be this close and not go and not make any sense because traveling in any direction would be heading back home. So I may as well go ahead and Who see wants to it do that while I'm here. Exactly. So it was pretty awesome. So um, why don't we talk a little bit about the seven natural, natural wonders. wonders? So yeah, oh, wow. I know. So there are. Uh, as Kim mentioned, um, seven natural wonders. I luckily had a chance to um, partake in one of them. Which 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 wonder <laughs> I wonder partake in. did you partake upon? Uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, I'm living on the West Coast now, and I had the chance to venture off to the Grand Canyon a couple of times um, within the last couple of years. I've actually spent enough time in the Grand Canyon that I don't have to go back. Don't get me wrong. I love it. I love the Grand Canyon, but I've gone twice in like one year, which is a lot of Grand Canyoning. <laughs> a lot of canyoning. <laughs> for lack of a better one word. person. Right. <laughs> so um, if you are in Arizona and you have a chance, uh, I would definitely say take the opportunity. Or you actually don't have to be in Arizona. You can get to the Grand Canyon from Utah, from Nevada, or even Colorado. It pretty much surrounds that whole area. So what's um, the difference? Like, what's the difference if I go in Utah or if I go in? It's location. Arizona. So Arizona, the way I went Arizona, I went, the, I got to the South Rim, um, but there is a North Rim, which would be your Utah, Nevada side um, of the canyon. Um, so my particular trip that I took was uh, a railroad. So I did the Grand Canyon Railroad. Um, it is in a small town called Williams, Arizona. It's very cute and quaint. There is a train depot that you drive up to. Um, from where I live in Phoenix, it took two hours and 45 minutes to get there. So it was a great day trip. Um, if you don't want to actually take the drive, I believe the actual drive to the canyon is maybe four or five hours. Um, probably less than that, maybe four. Um, but I don't like to drive that what? far. So, <laughs> that far. That far. So I did the railroad. Um, so you leave in the morning. Um, the train leaves around 930. And it takes two hours and 30 minutes to get from Williams to the south rim of the canyon, which is where you end up. So you get off the train. While you're on the train, it's great. So if anyone's out there that has kids and they're 
you know, wanting to figure out, I want to take the kids to the canyon, but I don't want to have to like stop and do a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, I'm not saying you don't want to participate in your kids' lives, but the the train is good because it actually no gives judgment. you no judgment. Uh, but the train is great because it gives you the opportunity to have the kids entertained. The the staff that's on those trains are really, really good. Like they're entertaining. They play games. They give out trivia. They tell you about the area. So you learn about uh, the rock formations, the flora in the area. There's these giant windmill farms when you're going towards the Canyon for Williams. And they talk about that. Um, and it's really, really cool. So it does give you an opportunity to have your kids uh, learn while they're on a train. I def- definitely enjoyed it because kind of nerd and I like that type of stuff but do they talk about Native Americans and um at the, the area the canyon itself they do talk about the region um and the people that are native to the region um I believe the Hopi Indians uh, are one of the Indian tribes that live there there actually is a town so the canyon is the canyon itself but there are people that live um in the area so um when you're walking, at least in the south room, if you're walking, you'll see these wires, which is like electrical wires that are going down from the lower part of the canyon into the town because oh, okay. they need electricity and things like that. And so you'll see them while you're walking. Um, but again, uh, when you get to the from the train to from Williams to the depot, uh, from the depot to the, um, the Grand Canyon, it drops you off. Uh, the tour gives you three hours to mm-hmm. explore. So you can take one of the trails. I think the Bright Angel Trail is one of the trails oh, that, that goes. Um, and note to self, <laughs> there are no rails. So be careful. Oh, you mean it's like when you're climbing down. When you're walking a trail, there are, the no, canyon, there are no rails. There are no rails right. to help you from tumbling, tumbling. over so, into the canyon. D- right. So the Grand Canyon is pretty much at your own risk anyway when you're walking. So this is yet another <laughs> example of where we need to watch our hammies. Right. Watch your hammies. Stretch your glutes. <laughs> and we need to make sure that our quads are ready for this exactly. type of adventure. You got to be a little bit uh, prepared. Um, I've, I've gone twice a year. So I've gone in September and I've gone in um, July. Um, July wasn't that bad. Uh, it's great going north if you're living in Arizona. You go oh, north because it's so, July not, isn't, so 120 is not that bad. But northern Arizona <laughs> in July is not 120 like you're in, in central Arizona. Okay. So it def- the weather, the temperature change is definitely a plus during that time of year. September is good also um, because the weather is mild both places right. in central Arizona as well as north. And um, but the tour is good all around. There's a museum on site. There's a couple of restaurants. You can buy souvenirs um, from that side, that south rim of the canyon. Um, and you can actually do the trails and, and go down. So if you're really into hiking, it's a good way to kind of hike. I mean, you have three hours. So you pretty much can get a good hike in, you know, during that time frame before it's time to leave. Um, so say I hike down into the canyon. Yes. And I have a lovely day. And I, I splash around in the pools of water that have collected in the bottom of the canyon okay. and refresh myself and bathe in the waterfalls okay and then i'm ready to come back up and i find i don't have the energy <laughs> or the physical wherewithal to make it back out of the canyon so one, who will help me one of the things that you would notice when you're walking around the canyon that there are signs and the signs would say hey do you have water <laughs> or they might give you a little story about the day that jack and diane went down to the canyon and Diane ran out of water and Jack says, stay here and I'm going to go find help. And Jack never came back because Jack died on the way and Diane died waiting for him. So there are literally stories like that. Like it's horrible, but it's true. Like people do die in the Grand Canyon. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> you and me. 
all right. you and me. So, right. So it does happen. That's horrible. It is horrible, but it's true because it's dry. I mean, you're in a desert area, even though you're north. So is there a water station? And there are water stations throughout. Okay, so there are water stations. I say that so to they're say. Not, they're not just saying, do you have water? They're saying, saying get, get some, some of this water. water. Right. So I say that to say that there are water stations around. Definitely have plenty of water. Make sure you're um, hydrated enough when you're going down in the canyon because it does take a bit out of you when you're walking i can imagine yeah and um but yeah they have stations around there are park rangers um you'll see them walking around you know randomly around so they are aware of the crowd especially when there's a big crowd and um but after a while when you're hiking down if you're not experienced and you're walking the trails after a while you're like okay i'm done i could just go back because you start to get down and down because you're circling up and going down 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 and after a while you're like okay i gotta go back up here so I probably should turn back around. Well, those with maybe sense say, hey, I <laughs> maybe should stop, I should stop right here. <laughs> this is enough for me. Right. And then there's a the group that, you know. Oh, let's keep going. That's going to keep going. So, yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's a great tour. I would, I would definitely suggest if you have a chance to go. They do special things during the holidays as well. Um, they do, uh, what is it, a Polar Express and Christmas. Oh, how fun. So it's a 30-minute. So it's not to the canyon. So you go to, uh, to the... Um, Grand Canyon Railroad and take a 30 minute train ride and along the way it's set up like uh Santa's village. What is what is it? North called? Pole? North there it yeah. goes. Where Santa lives. Yeah. It's set up like that. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long That's time. the North Pole. Right. It's been a long time. <laughs> you clearly so, yeah. you need to reconnect. Yeah, right. <laughs> Santa. You need to read that. to get back on the So trainer. what was the name of the like the train? Is there like one train or multiple trains? So or? there are multiple trains. So they have a luxury car um, which has the open top. So you get that 360 oh, nice. view while yeah. you're going through and you can go stand outside on the balcony. Nice. So they do have that and then they have just the regular standard cars. Right. So you can opt to ride an luxury car or just the standard cars. Right. I've only gone in standard cars because I just didn't feel the need. Really, when I've gone these last two times, to be honest, I've like fallen asleep within an hour or so because it's great. You're on a train and, and the lady's talking and you're just sitting back and is there someone's driving. <laughs> and you can, there's, there are beverages, so you can get adult beverages on the train. You get snacks. Yeah. So they do have, you know, small snacks and food uh, while you're on the train. So you're, you have that opportunity to. There is a, a cart that you walk through the train. You can right. get to all that stuff. So it's really, really great. It's awesome for just a quick day trip if you're in the area to kind of go up and come down because you leave at 9 30 you're back at 3 30 and, and if you're going back to phoenix you're back around 5 30 7 o'clock between five and seven now isn't there a time of year that the portions of the canyon close to the public most of the time in the winter um depending on the weather they would close off the roads that lead to the canyon because of snow um and you just don't want people you know who think they're really great at doing outdoor stuff just walk into the canyon and slip it and fall in um because it, ha- it has happened so if the weather is bad like now it has been snowing um in northern northern part of the state they probably would close off some roads that you up there so yeah and then if they're um burning so for some reason they set stuff on fire up north because wildlife is out of control i don't know oh so like burning, like they bush. burn bush yeah and so they will close off roads for that. yeah because of the <laughs> limited site they will close off some parts too if they're doing that activity from the fire department but for the most part it is open 24 hours i mean 24 hours <laughs> um all year round and there's cabins so if you wanted to stay up there you could you could take the railroad up one way and you could stay overnight and then because the railroad comes up and down and then you just take the train back whenever you want to go back home so some people do that too and they just stay up there now, what was your experience like 
in the canyon? Um, it's I always tell people it's hard to explain because the Grand Canyon looks like exactly like you see on TV. It's absolutely breathtaking. Um, in real life, unexplainable. Like you just can't explain it. Explain it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't explain it. Can't, can't explain it. Yeah. Can't explain it. Um, it looks just like a postcard. So when you're looking at it, you're like, this does not even look like this is real. And it looks just like a postcard. And I was reading the other day that, because, uh, you know, the Colorado River rose, flows through the uh, canyon. And so what makes it a natural wonder is a simple fact that it was made or etched through wind and water. Right. So some, it's you know, natural. So <laughs> naturally it was creating it. So I always look, looked and tried to figure out, um, like when you go to the Hoover Dam, you can see the water lines and you can see how high the water was up and where it is now descended. Yeah. So I always wonder when you look at a Grand Canyon, like at what point was the Colorado River a certain height right. before it got low like it is now? Because right. I mean, for it to to be how it is, how wide it is and how tall it is, water had to run through there somewhere. So that's right. always interesting when you're looking at it. You're like, oh my God, where was the water at one time? Like the wind made all this? This is awesome. So yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. Um I know you're planning on going, so you're going I to am. love it. You're going I'm to so love excited. It. Um, I'm going to go to the Grand Canyon. Yeah, and, and I think a lot of people are like, oh, it's just a bunch of rocks, but it's really not a bunch of rocks. But I love rocks. <laughs> but yeah, we do love so, rocks. We have a, I'm a fan of rocks. I know. I know. Yeah, I'm very excited about going. Yeah, so um, you're definitely we, going, like it. We, we actually haven't booked anything yet, but we are going to do a day tour to the Grand, Ye Grand Canyon. Le Grand Canyon. And experience the wonder. Yes, it is wonderful. And the. Bassness. Lay upon the, the, upon the rock your rocks. <laughs> let the let the energy oh, and spirit in of a, inappropriateness arise. <laughs> Here we go. Let the spirits embrace me and show me the oneness of nature <laughs> and the calming waters yes. and winds as Mother Earth kisses um, me. <laughs> oh well. It's a lot and happening. embraces me. It's a lot happening. <laughs> I'm not. I don't know why you let me go. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So what about the other uh, six natural wonders of the world? Do you have any interest in seeing those? So um, there's the Aurora Borealis. Yes, because that's the real name for what we call the Northern Lights. Right. When, <laughs> when we're lazy, no one use that in vowels. Right. The Harbor of Rio de Janeiro. Yes. The Great Barrier Reef. Which is awesome. Have you seen? Oh, yeah. Have you, oh. And Nemo. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, Nemo P. Sherman Forty Two, all the way, Sydney. <laughs> yes, I've seen it. <laughs> oh, the little shoe on the front. <laughs> right, um, Mount Everest. Yes, which I can I don't go know. ahead and say I don't I'm think, probably not I'm probably never. That one. I agree. I don't think I'm ever going to go to Mount Everest. Out of all of these, that's probably the one I'm least yeah. likely to make it to. Yeah, and then Victoria Falls. Yes. Which I've seen, um, somebody in our squad has been to Victoria Falls. Hmm. Um, I'm not sure who, but I think somebody, I think we have a, hmm. I think we have a travel squad member who has been to Victoria Falls. Nice. And so that's pretty awesome. This, this is an awesome list of places to go and things to experience. Yeah. Um, so, but there are also a few sites that aren't on this list that I think I would consider to be wonders of the world. Poor Ejemplo or... Did I say that right? My Spanish is rusty. So, <laughs> pork and block. Donde esta la biblioteca? So, uh, Stonehenge is obviously one. Yes. Um, 
whenever I make it to London, that is that and the studio where Harry Potter was filmed are my two main things to do. Somebody I know just went there and they were saying, Harry Potter's yeah, coming. they were like, yeah, we're in London and we took our kid or something to the Harry Potter. Because in their dinner or some type of food that like you can eat in the, huh. you can eat there, like in the hall huh. or whatever. So they did the little tour and they, you know. Very cool. Very cool. Um, Easter Island. Oh, Easter Island. Where that's the Easter one Island? with the big heads that sit, yes, on, the shore. That sit on the shore. Yes, and they kind of yes. lean forward. To you. <laughs> You're leaning. <laughs> I was not ready for that. But they're like these big faces that sit on the yeah. They sit on the shore. I don't know. I don't. I don't know that much about it, but I've seen it and I want to go. And I think there's some other ones. Like I'm sure. Have probably... you seen the underground statues under, oh, under the ocean, the, under the sea? Oh, uh, the one with the circle. It's oh, one. It's several. Apparently, it's a lot of underground. It's a lot of underground. So there's one in the circle, and then there's a couple of them. Like this guy was an artist, so he put him in there because one of them is a, um, it's a guy that's at a desk, and I think it's his father because his dad had passed away. So he did this huge statue and put it underneath the ocean of his dad, like at the desk, and he's writing or whatever. Um, but yeah, but they're really cool and they're like underground. Of course, you gotta. Uh, not snorkel. What's the other one? Scuba dive. Scuba dive. In order to get down there, but they're really, really, really good. Um, Angkor Wat in Cambodia looks amazing. So that's the castle. The it's a, not a castle. It's a Buddhist. I think. Well, I, let me not temple. Assume it's a temple. I think it's a Buddhist temple, and it's a active working temple, I believe. And it's got these like trees like growing through it, and it looks really cool. My the the. the the lady who waxes me. Because um, <laughs> this is a conversation you have with your, <laughs> this is the, with the person who waxes you. I talk about travel with everybody. <laughs> everybody. But uh, the last time she and I visited so, together. So, so, while you're down there, have you been to... <laughs> wonder if you've been to... Just, just a little off the top. So what did you do this weekend? <laughs> That's pretty much how it goes. I think I like the triangle, but have you seen the trippy fountain? Speaking <laughs> <Any> of triangles. <laughs> have you been to the pyramids? <laughs> So just you know, <laughs> this is my life. Right? What can I say? Um, Alcatraz is actually listed as yeah. one of the fifty great. Kind of bummed that we didn't get to get to that last time we were yeah. in San Francisco. Hopefully next time. We but the Tribute Fountain was on there. We went to the Tribute Fountain. Yes, so that was indeed, indeed. And I think, check out the list. Right. I mean, in the list, Tikal. You know, we'll never Tikal. stop. <laughs> Hoover Dam's on the list. Have Ooh, you? I've been there. Yeah. So yeah. check, check, check the fountains of the Bellagio. Eh. Really? Eh. Interesting. That that would be considered eh. a wonder. I mean, it is pretty cool. I it's mean, cool. It's the coolest fountain yeah, ever. I mean, water dancing to music. Dancing you, water is always do that. Yeah. But it's like Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. Uh, that's, a, that's a little bit of a stretch, but, uh, you know, I'll talk to my wife like, about it. See what she thinks about that. Get her opinion on that. See what she thinks. So, and just FYI, it's just for my eyebrows. <laughs> Today. <laughs> this week. Uh, hey, Mom. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah. Awesome. But, yeah. All right, so our next segment um, we wanted to talk about is a travel guide. Travel guide, travel guide, travel guide. So, travel guide basically is... Um, our tips and advice when it comes to travel, whether or not it's tech, it's movies, 
books, um, anything we think you can take on your next trip that might be um, handy and give you a little bit more pleasure, relaxation, or make your life a lot more bearable when you're traveling. So my uh, tip for today um, for our travel guide is actually on a book. So I'm reading a book called uh, Dorothy Must Die. What? Yes. And it is a trilogy, apparently. So I'm only in book one. So I don't have a lot. To, I'm not going to give a lot to because I don't want to like spoil it for people who may be reading it now. Um, just a little backstory. I'm part of a book club, <laughs> somewhat part of a book club, and I never show up. So yeah, I'm that person who gets the books and I get the emails and I know what day the book club is on. And I say, oh, I'm going to read that. And then yeah, I think this book is probably the February book and we're two weeks out and I just started reading like two days ago. So. Wait, so why don't you participate in the book club? <sighs> because I'm never like abreast on when they're going to meet. And so I I probably should pay more attention. They're on meetup.com and I probably should just be on meetup or make sure I get better notifications, but I don't. But that goes to show you how engaged I am with my book club and I probably should be a little bit more engaged. But... <laughs> Again, don't be like me. Go to your book clubs. They want to see you. <laughs> they like you. Or read books singularly. You don't need to be in a group or to read a book. <laughs> you don't have to be part of a group. Free read. Free read. We're advocates for that too. But um, yes, yeah, so Dorothy Must Die is by Danielle Page. And I believe this is her first novel or first group of books that she's starting to write. And it pretty much tells the story of a girl who lives in Kansas who is pretty much a nobody. You know, she feels like, you know, she lives in a trailer park, literally, and um, gets swept away in a tornado. I know it sounds familiar. However, when she gets to Oz, she realizes that Oz is nothing like she thought it was. Um, it's dark. It's dirty. Um, there's no one around. No munchkins greeted her when her house Aww. fell. And her, her tin trailer did fall in Oz, um, but it got swept into a black hole afterwards. So, <laughs> Um, and so she wanders the yellow brick road and ends up with our meeting, um, a couple of witches who turn out to be, uh, Glinda's twin sister, Glamora. <laughs> Wait, so she was, oh, she wasn't a wicked witch of anything. She wasn't a wicked witch of anything. She didn't kill the witch. And she pretty much was just a regular girl, similar to Dorothy. So the story does start off familiar. We all know the story of the Wizard of Oz. Um, but she later on finds out that Dorothy has harvested all the magic in Oz and has pretty much become an evil person. You know, Dorothy. Dorothy? And she made I herself. Thought, I thought Dorothy went back to Auntie M. No. Toto. Oh, see, so she did. So in the story, we find out that Dorothy does leave and go back home, but she comes back. Oh. So when she comes back to Oz, she got the itch. She got the itch. So she befriends the current uh, queen of Oz or princess and pretty much uh, infiltrates the ranks and makes herself a princess and where she's crowned like a princess or whatever, decreed, um, and then takes that power and wants more and more and more. And so uh, she, again, harvests all the all the power. And this girl who's come from Kansas has been tasked with actually kill Dorothy. Hence the name Dorothy Must Die. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm at the point now where she's infiltrated the castle, the Emerald City. And she's met the wizard who she, she thought. Does she have a squad that's helping her? Like She has, Dorothy a, has a squad of uh, witches. So the all the witches have gotten together. Wicked Witch of the used to be of the east died so i guess the west mm-hmm. um and then the good witch of the north all have gotten together to form this uh 
underground group who oh, actually who trained her they in magic drop rhymes they drop rhymes and hit the beat and so they train her trap right? <laughs> but they train her in magic so she she becomes uh you know she learns magic basically and that's when they decide to have her infiltrate the castle uh she's actually disguised as one of the uh, maids that work in the castle she had to eat some hair Oh, and right, uh, kind of like, like Harry yeah. Potter with the um, oh, the, the polyjuice potion. Poly juice potion, exactly. So she ate some hair and became one of the girls who was Dorothy's uh, one of her maids, and so that's how she's been able to infiltrate the the castle. But um, it is a young adult fiction read. Um, I know we're adults, but <laughs> it actually turned out to be a good read so far. Um, I was reading it on a plane actually when I was heading out here. So um, I'm still on book one. I haven't gotten to uh, books two and three yet, but if you get the chance, um, yes, Dorothy must die by Danielle page. So check that out. That sounds awesome. A good read. I actually read a interesting book recently while traveling. It was called Cinder and Ella. Ooh. It is also Fancy. a Fancy. young adult fantasy fiction, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Someone suggested it to me um, because recently I found myself with a lot of free time. <laughs> what do you needing, know? <laughs> needing something to do that did not require brain work. So I thought maybe I'd read a nice romance or something, you know, that's something along those lines. So I started reading this book. It is by Kelly Oram. And I'm not sure if she has other books or not. Um, is Cinderella just one book? Cinder. And, and, Ella, and Ella. They are two different people. Okay. Sorry. Um, I don't know. I don't think there was a book afterwards. Okay. Um, but honestly, I don't know. I The book was actually very cute. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed reading it. It is about a young woman named Ella. She has a blog, I believe, or she, you know, kind of an online brand. Mm-hmm. And she meets a fan of her blog. His name is Cinder. And he is named after her favorite character in a movie Okay, that is based on a book that she is a fan of. Hmm. So for like Hunger Games. So imagine, you know, they're, you know. So anyway, um, she and Cinder build a solid online relationship without seeing each other or Hmm. talking on the phone. And this, I think, lasts over maybe like a year or something. And they Hmm. realize they are in love with each other. Yada, yada, yada. And then there is a twist. Ooh. That twist. Spoiler alert. Oh, no spoiler alert. No, no spoiler alert. Okay. <laughs> that twist separates Cinder and Ella for a significant amount of time. I can't remember how long it was. Okay. But in the meantime, Ella ends up moving closer to where Cinder lives. How convenient. How convenient. <laughs> so part of the love story is them reconnecting. Finding each other. Finding each other, again, online, and trying to decide whether or not to pull that relationship into real life. Okay. Because in addition to the secret that she is keeping, he is also keeping a secret. Ooh. But it's not like a catfish secret. Oh. (laughs) I don't know why I'm disappointed with (laughs) it. It's not that kind of drama. And so, in Ella's move to, um, actually, she ends up moving out to the West Coast where Cinder lives. And she lives with her step with her father and her stepmother and her two sisters. Ooh, that sounds familiar. <laughs> it is very familiar. <laughs> and then it turns out Cinder is from a family where his father wants him to be a prince. 
somewhat. <laughs> and, and let's just say in a sense. Okay. So it's definitely a spinoff of the Cinderella, Cinderella story, Charming. fairy tale, right. but it's a, a different version of it. And it was actually really well. It, it was it was it's really a modern day love story. I think I read it in a day, so okay. you know, it's a quick little yeah, plane it, ride read. Right. It didn't yeah. you know kill any brain cells. Um, it didn't grow any, but it didn't kill any, and that's really what's important. That's what's important. So I enjoyed it. I enjoyed reading. When you dollar sales again, you know, <laughs> some, I got to keep what I got. <laughs> Sometimes they slide out of my ear, but it's okay. But that bad. But that was a really good, a good, simple, you know, if you got a long flight somewhere. So again, it's called Cinder and Ella by Kelly Oram. And mine's was uh, Dorothy Must Die by Daniel Page. All right. Well, I think that's all we've got today for Round Trip. That's it. Thank you again for joining us. We always love getting together and chatting with each other and then sharing that chat with you. Yeah. So, um, again, if you want to, you can follow us on Facebook at Round Trip Podcast. Um, we are on Twitter at Round Trip Podcast as well. Or email us at roundtrippodcast at gmail.com. That's R-O-U-N-D-T-R-I-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. And thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.